Hey, this is Russ Baton with uh, Roleplay Bumper Radio, but I'm here on Legends of Tabletop. Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our Day Trippers game. I'm going to kick stuff over to Todd, let him give us uh, a recap as far as what's going on, and then we're going to have a meta conversation about what's going on with the game and kind of where we are, and then we'll move on from there. All right. Well, things are like we've been in limbo. We've been in downtime, right, for basically, I think, the whole last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, because you've got this potential lawsuit, or not a suit, but a hearing coming up, you want to blacklist the planet Drear, get it removed from the big model of the multiverse, because you don't think humans should ever go there again. And um, you expect some pushback from X Investments, who, of course, was a company who hired you, sent you out there uh, to the dangerous planet where you succeeded in the mission. You brought back five dead people, and uh, you succeeded in the mission. But um, but now it turns out that there was a contingency plan in the contract that your boss, Bento, signed with the head over at X Investments, and that is uh, Blanche Regardy. She is pressing you guys to just do one thing for her. One thing is all she wants. Bring back a sample of a mimic. It doesn't even have to be a whole mimic. Bring one sample back from the planet Drear, and she will not contest, oppose, or block you in any way in getting the planet blacklisted. If you won't do that for her, then what we expect is that uh, this will go to third-party arbitration, and if you can't abide by the findings of the arbitrator, then it it will go to court. It'll go to the North American Circuit Court M Division. So uh, that's kind of where we left you guys off. Last time, uh, Reggie um, was doing some experiments with the the neurostimulator device that Julio had designed. We don't Uh, talk about that. I know, but this is for the audience out there. Okay. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Right. This is just a voice in your head talking to the audience who listens to the voice in your head. (laughs) The audience in my head that listens to the voice in my head. Right? I'm on board. Okay. And it seems that those experiments had opened a sort of a door in Reggie's neurology. He's becoming, uh, I I guess his his addiction for comanaprosil is now either transferring or extending to include direct neural stimulation of any kind. So he's, he's been gathering up all the VR units and AR units and mind readers and mind scanners and uh, intelligence multipliers and, I mean, crazy, crazy black market shit, weird woo-woo spiritual shit, anything that you put on your head that messes with your consciousness. He's even got a dream deck now. And that's when Nash got a little bit worried when he saw the dream deck in Reggie's apartment. So Reggie's going through a little bit of of a weird thing right now because Julio saw too much... Julio 
saw inside your head while you guys were experimenting. You saw something that like really made him uncomfortable and he can't even look you in the eye anymore. So now you've gone on a spree buying all these devices and your things are getting really weird. Reggie's having a hard time telling what's real and what's a dream anymore. He like he spends more hours messing with his consciousness than he spends literally conscious. So things are getting weird. As a matter of fact, we left on a weird note. It was Nash having left Reggie's apartment, hearing sounds get louder as he walked away from the door. He stopped and wondered for a minute, is is Reggie somehow lucid dreaming right now? He said he couldn't tell if it was real or a dream. And then Nash shakes it off and, and we we closed with the irising down on his face. So you're going through the lawsuit. You're going through this weird, Reggie's going through this weird thing. I, I realized today, okay, so like Reggie's got his sexual nightmares and now he's becoming a, a stim head. Uh, Julio saw something inside Reggie's mind that has shook him up so bad he can't even look his fellow officer agent in the eye anymore. Tom is a raging alcoholic. Duke has the shittiest luck in the world and imposter syndrome. And it really, it seems like Lil' Kim is the only member of the Loose Guns that has their shit together. All, all the rest of you are a hot mess. Loose <laughs> Guns. But the real question now, we've got like 30 days to figure it out. I'll make a downtime roll. We're still in downtime. That was all just sort of summing up. Because the real question that we want to find out right now is, are you going to go back to the planet Drear, give Regerty her sample, and then shut that bitch down? The planet, that is. Although you might want to shut Regerty herself down that <laughs> That would take more effort, probably <laughs> yes. more than one episode. Um, are you are you going to get her her sample and then get the planet shut down? Or are you going to see her in court or in front of arbitration? I, so if I think Bento, Bento had indicated that he thought chances were good that we would win an arbitration and that they would exhaust the planet. Nash is... He does think so, and that probably plays into the fact that they've asked for a third-party arbitrator rather than court. Because especially mm-hmm. if especially if they lose the case against you, that would be public record of them fighting against the guys who successfully got the planet shut down. They don't need that sort of PR. Right. And then he's upset. You know, they pointedly asked if there was more information and she said no and clearly there was and whether or not that would have any bearing on the mission at hand is is undetermined mm-hmm. um but but nash himself is rankled at the fact that you know when specifically questioned that she lied and that's like that ties into his whole guilt situation with you know i get kicked out of the army and everything else like that that that's a no go for him. Like it's just like, no fuck you. You lied to me now. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know that's the way you feel, and I don't think I'm gonna quite jump into Bento. But you can maybe imagine that that you know, Bento would point out the contract was on a need to know basis. It it would probably take yet another lawsuit to prove whether or not they had information that. In all due diligence, they felt you actually needed to know. Yeah, because even, I mean, even the idea, even the idea that there had been a, a previous mission, well, you don't know whether the previous mission reported anything or not. 
So it's right. really all conjecture as to what they knew. They did tell you Mentaka was out there and they'd lost con- contact. That they did know and told. So it's it's really up in the air. You have no yeah. way to prove whether they deliberately withheld information from you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i sure Nash can appreciate that to, to some degree, but he still doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, you know, and Bento making you know, a side deal that then he wants to hold our feet to the fire. Like, like there's nothing about any of this that, that sits well with him. I mean, if, if they are successful in third party arbitration and the planets X listed, then, then it's a moot point. Um, okay. Well, I, you know, I can jump into Bento's head for this part. You guys have got a month before you need to make this decision. So along the way, there's a conversation with Bento sure. and he'll tell you this. Look, I told you I'll stand by you and I will stand by you. I just want to try to explain to you when I made the deal with Blanche Regerty, when I built contingency plan B into the contract, nobody knew you were going to come back with five dead crew members. Certainly nobody knew that you were going to come back with a recommendation for blacklisting the planet. That was the farthest thing from any of our minds. Plan B was simply if you came back with the potential of some further value, some further return on investment, then I would set up a second mission and return some investment. Because you were hired for search and rescue. You did that. We got paid for that. The contingency plan was in case anything's out there that's actually lucrative, saleable valuable resource later a mission would be put together now of course you guys would be the number one people that i would recommend for that mission there's there's no doubt of that however no one expected you to come back attempting to shut down the entire operation and stand by you i will but this is why plan b comes up in this conversation it it literally was part of the agreement that i made not knowing what you were going to come back with I mean, I feel like that's probably something that you should have discussed with us, right? I mean, back me up here, Reg. Like, I, I know you're the boss and all, but like, I mean, don't you think that's a conversation we could have had? The second team doesn't have to be you. I would prefer it to be you. But the crew members were not stipulated. I'm open on that. Is it as far as backing you up? Yeah, of course I, I back you up. With this, we should have had all the information. You know, that's pretty much my general feeling on, on everything that we do together. But if anyone is going back, well, at least from dark matter, it probably should be us because we've seen it. We know exactly what to do. Well, <laughs> the- theoretically, we know exactly what to do. Um, and also, uh, I feel like bringing some, one of these things back is just inviting a, a disaster, which only makes our case even better i absolutely agree that you're the best man for the job and try to look at it this way if mentaka hadn't lost his mind killed his crew and quit communicating with home base then your mission never would have happened but she still would have come to us for what we're now calling contingency plan b contingency plan b i mean it, it just seems like a such a bad idea right like i mean oh it's a definitely a bad idea Bento, like, but here's the thing. I mean, if if we bring this thing back and they're able to synthesize it, I mean, just think if that thing gets if it gets loose. I mean, that that whole world could be a mimic. I mean, the whole thing 
all the all the vegetation, all the life forms, everything. I mean, what happens if that gets out here? Then that world will be mimicked by a mimic world, mi- mimic <laughs> world. Also, it, it, uh, this is this is not the first utterly hazardous chemical resource agent, whatever you want to call it, that the world has dealt with. It needs to be contained, absolutely, and that's not our job. But do you, it may do not you be our job, that? but it's sort of our responsibility. Here's here's the bottom. Here's what we should be doing. If we're going to go back, it should be us. If we don't go back, they're going to send somebody else. That's what I was trying to say before. Right? I mean, Bento, do you, do you, I mean, do you trust them to be able to, to contain something like that? I think given your report, they have a better chance than you ever could have being sent out there the first time. But remember, the rescue mission was a hiccup in an operation. This is from X Investments' point of view, right? They've, who knows how much they've invested in the node coordinates themselves? Probably many megas for that. So they obtained those coordinates from somewhere, someone. They sent out one mission that you weren't told about and perhaps should have been. That one cost many megas more. Then something went wrong and they had to send out a rescue mission. Again, they... We're talking billions of megabucks in the hole here. She wants to see some return on that investment. It has cost her company dearly. I mean, do we have to give you an answer right now? I mean, can we I mean, can you give us a couple of days here? We have 30 days before we meet with the arbitrator. So, yeah, you have you have exactly one downtime roll to go through. <laughs> can I that just seems say- like a weird thing to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you hear that too? You heard it too. I think it was like a really weird, right, Reg? Like, I mean, like, I, you caught you, that. Let me tell Has Bento's been working on his smolder? Have you noticed it? No, his it's smolder. That, it's that his reality. Tight. Reality has been getting a little weird around Reggie lately. And you guys both thought you heard something that you didn't actually hear. But then when you ask him to clarify himself he says look you guys have 30 days why don't you take some downtime yes uh, yeah 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 uh you're right I, you know i i think we need a little bit of time off i feel like time off would be well would be good to think about all of this the the next 30 days you guys somewhere in here i'm gonna make a roll but just in general what are you what are you doing now, Nash, you still get called out on a regular basis for red carpet events with Scylla Sardassian. And actually, she's been kind of nudging you a little bit lately about, uh, you know, we need to find a, some, some new and exotic locations for the show. You said you'd help me with that. <gasps> he's, uh, so, so since they've come back from Drear, he's been a little bit more distant. Like, he's not... Super engaged, I guess, already anyway. But like even even with with that parameter, he's been a little bit more distant with, with this kind of weighing on his mind. Um he's just like, Yeah, I uh yeah, yeah, no, um yeah, definitely. Um I'll you know, I'll, I'll talk to Bento. I mean he's got this thing he wants us to work on. Um but, but I'm sure we we could probably come up with something. Would it help if I uh throw some money at him 
Well, I mean, he's never one to shy away from a little bit of money. Um, I mean, I guess once we get this situation resolved, that'll free us up to uh, to move on to some other things. Uh, over this period of time, are you uh, are you training in any way? Are you spending any experience points? And uh, are you active out in the world, or are you laying low? Kind of what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, Nash is is out with her. I guess as as you know, she's out doing things. I guess he would probably work with the team, right? I mean, they don't always necessarily go out with us, but um, I'm I'm sure Reggie and I would have them, you know, kind of in the the hollow deck and kind of like working on stuff. Maybe he would um, ask Julio to see if he could program in like a drear like atmosphere to see. Uh, if they can run some some missions through that, yes, we call it the atmosphere. <laughs> it's already it's already in there. <laughs> I I don't have XP to spend, so it's more of just like a narrative, you know. Okay, um, and you're kind of forced to go out in public. I am, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Red. Nope. No public for me. You guys can continue having this conversation. We're just going to pretend like it takes place over the course of a month. Sure, sure. You're arguing back and forth and da da da. And while that's going on, Nash, roll 3d6. The higher you roll, the better. All right, am I adding them all together? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see, 9, 10, 11. And once again, your life is even Steven. Everything is exactly as ex- expected. Your relationship with Scylla is on a completely even keel. There's no big, dramatic, romantic oh. swings, but there's also no major fights, blow-ups, or, or interruptions of any kind. She is like clockwork. She's got, her, she's got her media machine in place. She's constantly ready for the cameras, like 24-7 everywhere she goes. And you probably find it a little tiring, but at least once a week, you're out there in it for several hours, and then afterwards, you go back to her place and have sex. It's it's almost <laughs> becoming a routine. I heard it like a married couple. Hey, can we have Nash roll a D6 to see how many sex tapes there are of him? Kardashian <laughs> out there in the omniverse or whatever the fuck. Oh, there's probably hundreds at this point. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I said that to the other me who's sitting across from me in my apartment while I'm daydreaming. Uh, yeah, as as a matter of fact, I rolled a D6 scaled to a logarithmic scale, so what I was what I was actually rolling for was how many orders of magnitude from one, uh, and I got four, uh, which means ten hundred times, there's, there's in the ten thousands of... Oh, videos? Yeah. I was gonna say like that. That's that's the scale of like yeah, because that counts all the derivative ones too. Like that counts all the ones where people have taken it and sampled it into a compilation tape, oh, and other people God. have taken it in like Scylla's best sexual moments collection number one sixteen. That's just just on replay in the background in my yourself. It's a cottage industry, actually. I mean, there's like there, there are probably a couple hundred people who make their living doing Sardassian sex tapes on PornTube. We did it. 
Nish tries not to think about that. <laughs> There's such Look, a Nash. heavy cloud of denial. Look, Nash, I, I think you've got, a, you've got a pimple on your butt, Nash. <laughs> oh, man, come on. I mean, he's freaking doing. Tom, fucking. It's just, it's everywhere. You can't escape it. Yeah, but you know what? Also, it's really no big thing. In fact, sex tapes, sex tapes are kind of passe, you know? It's like everybody does it, whether they're famous or not. You know, also, the last few of these have been sort of romantic. I mean, there haven't been as, you know, it's just like, it just seems like it's nice. You've invited us into your bedroom to share in your lovemaking. I, well, I mean, I did, it's the... The fucking Reds, there's fucking cameras everywhere. I can't, can't get away from it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's just, there's, there's just cap, there's cameras everywhere, any, anyways, but any sort of privacy that maybe you thought it would be with you and her, it's just, just nothing. There's just no privacy, nothing for you. When there's you're not. There's not, and I it, half the time she won't even come back here because I think that she just like is gonna record, like she's just set on recordings. Like it's, it's right. weird. It puts me in a really weird place. Yeah, I mean you're definitely in a weird place. You don't need to be put there by any sort of. You're just in it. You're just constantly in a weird place. You yeah. know, like this yeah. is just a weird. I'm happy for you. You're just sort of like living it up. You're just going nuts and just having fun. Uh, but you know. This is crazy. This is just a wild and crazy thing. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I, I mean, what are you been up to, man? I mean, I, well, what, what's I've been going doing on? A, a lot of um, tra- well, there's a lot of training, but like training of my mind. I'm trying to. I need to. I need to. I, I have to. I have to achieve another level of understanding. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you spending any XP in this? I would love to. I, I have 31. I don't think that's enough to really do anything, but like I'm very interested in just blasting the hell out of my psych and lucid dream skills and, and stuff just to just become as eccentric as I possibly can. Eccentric? <laughs> yeah, eccentric. There's going to be a lot of... Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm are, are you doing like a zen thing? Like are zen? You, you focus your... What you know you what? You know what well, it is. Okay, what's you, your lucid like, dreaming skill now? Uh, right now, it's at a plus two. Oh, oh so I can, yeah. It would cost you forty. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm a little short. Yeah, you might. You would have to go into debt if you wanted to do it now. Uh, I've got megas for debt. Oh, you mean XP debt? Oh, that's different. That's a different debt. What's the What's the XP debtor's prison like? It's probably not fun. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's my sort of goal. Um, I suppose, yeah, there's been a lot of sitting in my favorite chair, just sort of staring, um, a lot of watching of your six tapes, a lot of just quantum. Hey, they're every, listen. But you don't have to watch those. It's weird When you want to learn from the master, you watch and you read all of his books. Is that, who said that? Did someone say that? You said something about Zen. And I wanted to say one thing about that. There's more of a, if I could. Call it a tantric zen. Is that anything? I mean, there's tantric, but dude, that's weird. Like, you can't watch somebody else. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was skipping into what I was doing and sort of like I was using your six tapes as sort of a catalyst to achieve tantric zen. 
<sighs> I mean, and I, I got to say because again, Reggie's mind is in weird places lately, and the way he talks about it, Nash, you're actually not sure if if he can separate reality from fantasy anymore. He kind of talks about it as though you and as though he was in the room right there with you and Scylla. When like I was th- in the room. He thinks it was real. He thinks it was real. Uh, are you, um, I mean, are you feeling it? like, nah. I mean, we're taking some time off, but are you like, do we, do we need, like, do you need to, to like talk to somebody or like, w- like what, what's like, are you okay? Listen, my, I don't have any more room in my schedule for people to talk to because people are coming in and out all the time. They're just in and out and we're just talking about anything, anything that I want, anything that they want. It's wonderful. I'm just absorbing all of the information into my brain. And I'm just sort of like exploding it outward into just this like uh, exhilarating sort of exultation of um, ephemeral sperm. Wow, that was a beautiful sentence up until the last word. <laughs> so there's <Sperm>? like... <laughs> He looks around Reggie's place, and it's—I'm sure it's like all disheveled and like. No, actually, it's quite neat. Is it? Yeah, I just sit in my chair. Actually, okay. the uh, the most recent the most recent painting, the one that was up near the door, because the newest painting is always the first thing you see when you walk in the door. Mm. What it's do you sort think? Of a, it's sort of a yin yang thing, but it's also like a self portrait. So it's it's a Reggie, a dark Reggie, naked, like coming up this way, and he's. He's eating the feet of another Reggie that goes in his mouth and out, and he's eating the feet of the first one. So it's a dark Reggie and a pink Reggie. It's like a red, red or a Reggie Borealis or whatever it's called. Because you had a sexual nightmare where you were you were eating yourself in a circle that went round and round and round, and you couldn't stop doing it. And as yeah. you were doing it, you were turning pink. You turned into a gooey pink blob, and you just kept yeah, eating just- yourself. Just formed right into it, and I I title this one catharsis. Do you think it plays catharsis? Yeah, probably. And I want uh, you to notice that. Did you notice? I put some, it's a little nod to you. Did you see in the pink the pink me right on the on the butt right there? Do you see that? <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like your birthmark. It's a nod to you. <laughs> it's not into you. I I mean thanks. I. Yes, sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Listen, this is this is all fucked. I understand, but it's all part of the journey. Alright? I have to go on this journey. I have to justify what happened between me and Julio somehow. Yeah, what what was that about? He's like all fucking weird now every time that we're around. Oh. Like what Listen. Now you gotta say something. I can't believe it. You just you let the cat out of the bag straight straight to him. Now you gotta talk. This this is your other Reggie talking to you from behind my shoulder. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So so now, so Reggie just sort of looks to the right of you for a second. You're just all right. Listen, listen. Shh, yeah, I'm right, shh. I'm right here. No, no, you're fine. So so he Julio got he got inside the labyrinth. Okay, he got in. We laid in hollow deck. Well, it, yeah. It was in the holodeck, but it was in like in, up in here, you know, like in this region. Right oh, oh, okay, yeah. He yeah. just sort of like went in there. I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, but it was very. It was all home related, if you remember. And no, not home, not home related. 
What was yeah, it yeah. called? The Who. Yeah. The Who yeah, related. Yeah. Yeah. You were uh, working with the with the oh, yeah with yeah. all the thingies and the faces. Yeah. That's right. So it was all Who related, and he got in there, and then he sort of like he was just like by accident staring straight into the center of the labyrinth. You know, into Jareth's lair, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you get it. And there's just like. All of these things just hip hopping, jumping all around, and and it's like it, it, every once in a while you like grab one, you know, and then you look at it, and then like you shit your pants, you know, and because it's just like this face and this melting, and all of those things are sort of hip hopping around up in there, and then when he goes in with his all of his who manipulators, he just t- sort of like stops it all, and then he's looking at like four or five of them all at once. Is any of this making any sense? Like so, he does a slow turn around the room and sees like all the various paintings like all over the wall, and he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that that's probably he probably found some stuff he didn't want to." I guess I don't. I don't. I, listen, now that they're out, there's just nothing. There's nothing to be done. It doesn't matter what I want. What I want is is just it doesn't matter anymore. Now all I have to do is understand so that I can sort of like wait. Yeah, so I can sort of like, 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 just use it. I need to use it, you know. If I can use this, it can help us. Stop so, it. So, so Nash kind of like moves up to him and like tentatively like puts a hand on his head, like puts his his wrist on his head. Like I want to make a medicine check. It's like he's strung out. Like Nash is concerned now. Like he's he's eccentric, but now he's like really kind of like he wants to like feel his pulse like feel it feel the pulse i want you to know that i'm working on a masterpiece that's in the back room you can't see it yet you know that's that's um that's fine as you look it looks behind you as you're doing your medicine check uh i got a seven (laughs) um so he's like checking his eyes. He's checking his pulse. He's kind of like you know rubbing, you know. Like, oh my god! You're looking inside of my. Do you see it? Do you see it? What skill was that? Uh, medicine, or medic, I guess. Don't you have psych? Yeah. Oh, I guess I could have made a psych roll too. That would have been eight then. If he's doing this, is there some sort of a role I could do to sort of harness his check? <laughs> And and use it against him and dive into his mind. <laughs> yeah, so maybe so, so like he's checking his eye, like maybe he's like, you know, talk to him. So like, so when did this happen? Like Okay, um he's a little bit clammy. His eyes <laughs> his his eyes are dilated a little bit, but the physical symptoms aren't anything you would send him to a clinic for. The psychological symptoms are weird, but here's here's an even weirder thing. The way he's talking, he's not only blurring the line between reality and illusion, but sometimes he's making you doubt it. Nothing. So, is, nothing's happening. Nothing. So it is like it, like the you know, look at the couch and it's blue, but then I look back and it's like red, and like that kind of stuff. Uh, it's while he's talking about it, like he will, he'll be talking about Drear, for instance, as you guys are in the conversation about the upcoming legal proceedings, right? And he'll mention something that happened on Drear. Like, you know that, right? Remember when... And what he describes, you don't remember at all. Or you remember it going differently. But then you realize you were wrong and he's right. And 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 then the story gets a little bit weirder. And you're like, wait a minute. No, that totally didn't happen. No, you're wrong. And he's somehow like pulling you in to his illusionary visions. 
like from time to time you feel yourself totally agreeing with shit you know didn't happen that way. Yeah, yeah. So he, he just kind of like, you know, flops down on the chair looking at his spread. Don't sit on that chair. Uh, <laughs> he stands back up again immediately. <laughs> you can sit on that one over there next to Philip. Uh, mm, so he kind of like looks over and kind of like cocks his head and he's like, sure. Nah, sure. he's not there now. You can go over there. Um, I, I'm not, I don't know what the fuck's going on, Reg, but like something is weird is. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm not denying that. None of this is normal. Uh, I mean, my concern is, uh, I mean, are you, are you going to be okay when we, when we get out? Like, Oh yeah. No, no, no. Focus is, this is, you see what you are, you're in my, my, uh, I'm just going to say it. You're in my mind palace right now. This is my room. I've created <laughs> my mind palace. I want to do this. You're sitting here, and he, and he sits you over in, in Philip's chair, and he goes, don't worry. He's not coming back for another three years. He'll be fine. And he and he goes and he grabs a canvas, and it's just like he just it's he puts it down in front of you, and, and what, what's there is just – it's just the blackest of blacks. And it looks like I, I maybe mixed some black paint with, like, some some purple with some hints of white. But you can't really – you're not sure what the pattern of the purple and white is. It's so dark, and it mixes in with the black. And it's these is it called great... like Vanta X, right? The world's oh, blackest Vanta. paint? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The world's blackest paint mixed with like this like subtle purple and whitish – these swirlies. And I just – I put it like way too close than it needs to be. And you're sitting right there, and you just you, – you don't take your eyes off the center of this and then I disappear behind it and all the lights go off and now you're just staring in the, into the middle of this thing and like you can see like the whites are picking up some of the uh, random uh, maybe I have like a string of like Christmas lights or something around and they're just like picking it up here and there they're blinking and now you're just staring you're in it you're in the painting you're in it I, like he sits transfixed for a couple of minutes like he's like just kind of zoning a little bit like he's being sucked into this do you see whatever it? is happening <laughs> Do you see it yet? I, yeah, I mean, it almost it kind of looks like it's it's moving. It looks like it's moving. Yeah, Reggie, what the fuck is that? Oh man, Nash, will you give me a psyche roll, please? Sure. <laughs> uh, if I get to add my psych, it's a five. If not, I'm uh, at a three. Okay, so you rolled psyche number of dice, and I want the highest one, and it's a three. Yes, plus plus two if I get my psychology. I'm assuming okay. that. All right. Um, yeah. Um, using some some mindfulness techniques that you learned in your psychological training, you managed to shake yourself out of it. But for a second there, in the middle of the painting, not only did you see motion, it looked like Scylla in an automated survival suit, like flailing around in space. Your girlfriend was in his painting. And then you're like, what? No. Focus. Nash. Bring yourself back, and you looked at it, and it was gone. He uh, he kind of stands shakily and sort of reaches a hand out in the in the darkness. Oh, I turn the light on when you stand up. Uh, click, it's on. I say click when I turn the lights on, just because. <laughs> Reg, I, I uh, what did you see? I, I saw Scylla in the, in the in the painting. That's amazing. Okay. She, she, she was like in space, like in a suit, but she, like she wasn't tethered to anything. It's like she was floating. Oh, man. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold the thought. Hold it. And Reggie disappears into uh, a side room for just a few seconds. And then he comes back out. What else? No, I mean, that was it. I mean, it, 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 she was wearing the suit. What color was the suit? 
I mean, it was a regular suit. It's like white, like canvas color. I don't. So just like a regular run of the mill suit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, did you enjoy the experience? I just, it didn't. It didn't seem like it was a good. It didn't seem good, Reg. I mean, it probably wasn't. <laughs> look, 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 man. I, 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 let, let, let's let's go. Let's go get something to eat. Like, let, let's get out of here. Okay, no, that's fine. You'll see. No, it's fine. It's great. Watch, and then we'll and we start to walk out. Reggie, just I just I stop by the door though. I stop by the door. I don't. I don't. I don't leave yet. Like like you open up the door. And Nash walks out. I don't like, open the door. The door's not open yet. Oh, okay. Did so, you think it was open? I, I thought. I just assumed you were going to open it. I, I started to walk up to the. He gets. He gets. He gets really close. He goes. The door's not open yet. And like cocks his head and looks at you and like I don't sound like a metaphor. All right, where do you want to go? And Reggie <laughs> opens the door. Let's go. Come on, and we leave. He like throws an arm over his shoulder and like looks back warily at the room like there's some fucked up. The room's gone. Ah, no, I'm just <laughs> Okay, so that's one weird scene from this month. Um, and uh, Reggie, yes, grab. I want you to grab three d six. I've done it. And uh, we're gonna roll. And you're you're laying low. So, oh, sure. you know what? Okay, before before we do this, let's see if you succeed in actually laying low. All right, this is a psyche roll. Okay. Okay, so is, is, is it okay? Psyche roll. So I'm on four die. Yeah. Uh, my highest is a five. Yeah, you have, um, you've managed to to lay so low that your neighbors aren't even sure you're in the building. Until they happen to be like within just a few feet, and they'll hear you like quietly screaming or crying to yourself, or until they wake up in the middle of the night and I'm serving them tea, <laughs> and then I'm gone. And and the whole month is filled with experiences like this. You have that repeating dream where you're eating yourself and you're turning pink. Hmm. And Nash, I don't know if you like the idea of visiting Reggie at his own place because it seems. The weird shit that's been happening around Reggie lately does definitely seem to be worse at his place. Yeah, after that one experience, like he calls him and is like, "Hey, let's meet here. Like, let's go grab some burgers, or you know, let's stay late at work to like chat about whatever." Like, he doesn't go over very often anymore. So, so whenever you recommend a place. There's always a moment where Reggie's like, well, look, okay, there's like 17 windows there. And maybe there's a couple of like, maybe the paint has a little bit of, oh, I suppose like the floor has some tiles. And then maybe, oh, uh, 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 green. Remember green. He'll just say, we'll just say random shit like that. And then we'll just, he'll meet you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I guess while they're out, you know, one day it's like grabbing, you know, grabbing food after work, grabbing burgers or whatever. He's like, oh, shit. Um, so what do you think about this Drear thing, man? Like, do we go back, do you think? I mean, like, I, I don't want them – I mean, if somebody's got to go, it's got to be us, right? I mean, uh, yeah, send somebody else. So w w the way that I sort of view this whole situation right now is, like, if, they're, if the bottom line here is they're going to send somebody because they're that fucking corrupt, then, like, it has to be us. Just as a, as a, as it's our responsibility, no. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was Bento's plan, right? I mean, it's, so it's got to be somebody from the team. I, I don't, I don't want to. I'm, wanna I'm going that. beyond that. I'm saying it's it's beyond dark matter. It's beyond any anything else that's just like like this is a potential threat beyond anything that perhaps we've ever faced. If it accidentally gets you know if it gets fucked up, but it's sort of out of our hands if we bring something back. So if a team goes out there, they're going to be slaughtered. I think that's pretty clear, right? I mean, they just they won't have any intel, and any intel that we could provide for them would be useless because you need to see this thing to know exactly what you're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just feel guilty if, if you know, if, you know, say Julio and, and fucking Duke went up and Duke had a rough go again, then, like, that's, that's, on, that's on me then. Um, no, nah, I mean, this is their job. It's our jobs. I think like you need to just sort of like relax a little bit about this whole it's on you thing. Yeah, you're in command, but this is their jobs. You know, I think we sit them down and you're not one to just be like, hey, we're going out to Drea. Who knows what's going to happen? They're going to know the risks. You give, you're going to give them their fair shake, you know? You're not a bastard who just says, this is the job we go. This is like you sit them down, you say, this is this is what we're dealing with, you know? Yeah, but, but we already know then, right? I mean... Yeah, but like you and me and mostly you, but me too, are the best equipped to explain it to people. And I feel like if we're going to explain it to anyone and we're going to go, it should be our own people. So, yeah. so you put it in their hands because this is potentially it, you know? Well, I... Right, the mark has capacity of four. So it's really choosing two people. I mean... Communications is shit, right? So Julio's probably not good. And uh Well, I just can't look at him in the face. We we just don't make eye contact, so that's probably not the best. Well, that's probably good. Yeah, I can't, I that. All right. I can't risk that again. Um and, and Duke's Duke's had a rough go. I mean, I guess at least Tom and little Kim, right? I mean, she got left behind the last couple of times. So Yeah, little Kim, I feel like she'd be a good choice, except I almost don't want to put her at risk. <laughs> She's like too precious, you know, like a precious flower. I mean, she got to get some time in. I mean, that's true. She trains as hard as she trains as hard as the rest of us. Shit, she broke Tom's nose. Remember? Yeah, she's a tough broad. Yeah, she oh, is. If it comes, if it comes to hand to hand, she's the one you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I feel like yeah, Little Kim is probably in the end the best of us to handle that sort of situation. <sighs> Fuck, does this mean we're gonna go back then? You're calling the end, but I'm saying it's sort of it might it might very well be not by our choice, our responsibility to be able to handle this. Man, this is so fucked. I mean, we, I, I mean, maybe we got to set up some some boundaries or something with Bento. Like, I like I, I get work is work. Like, and I know this is our job, but like, okay, I but I feel also, like we get fucking railroaded here. Well, but also, like he he said we didn't have to. Yeah, but he wants us to. You know, he wants oh, us of to. Course. But he wants us to do everything, you know, because we're the best. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Eh, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is you have to believe it's real. Just remember that. You have to believe it's real. There's been some wisdom dripping out of Mr. Carlisle today. <laughs> dripping, <laughs> dripping is a very apt description. <laughs> spurting. That have been yeah, spurting. Spiriting's another one that's very good, mind Nash. 
I mean, fuck. All right. I mean, we got to come up with a concise plan. I mean, they want a, a piece of this thing, then we fucking grab a piece of this thing and we get the fuck out of there and we do this real quick. Okay, what about containment? Do we, just kind of like, do we just kind of like, do we just, do we just like put a seatbelt on it and say, hold on? Or do we just, there has to be some sort of a box. I don't really remember if there was anything in that facility that was meant to just hold something like this. No, but he's going to have to talk to Blanche. If they already knew Blanche. that mm. something was there, they may have something to contain it already. If if not, I, I'm sure Bento could probably come up with something, right? I mean, well, I mean, without knowledge of, uh, maybe I'm sort of remembering it wrong, but like, I don't think anyone really knows what it is. Even the crazy bastard who got himself killed over it. No. Well, I mean, we did. I guess we gave them the uh, the data. I mean, if they've had some time okay. to work it over, then then maybe they could have extrapolated some things. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, well, maybe they've got something in the works, and when we meet up, they'll have something for us. Ah, fuck. Well, there's never a dull moment. Nor should there be. Ha. Did you see that? Never mind. I'm not in my room. <laughs> can I? Can I just do a quick sidebar? On this whole yin yang recurring dream thing, there's three Reggies: Two. a light, a dark, and a pink. Just oh no, the dark the, and the, the pink. Light, the light one is the pink one. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, they probably go around and around for a little while, but yeah, I mean, I guess they sort of both come to the conclusion that you know, if anybody's going to go, that it's it's probably going to be them. Yes. Are we going to Bento with that? I think so. All right. So let's just let's just jump to the office. When you tell <laughs> Bento he'll do it, he's really happy. He uh, says, you know what? I'm going to bonus you guys five megas each. It's the least I can do. It'll come out of my share on this thing. But look, there is no one, even though I have the ability to, you know, contact anybody in the industry and, and hire them. There, there is no one I would rather send out on a dangerous mission than you guys. You have pulled through again and again under the most ridiculous conditions. I understand that the planet needs to be shut down. I understand that in some hands this might be a very dangerous find, but it's not in some hands. It's in your hands, and I trust it there. Now, you're going to have to choose two of your team to go with you. Yeah, Reggie and I discussed this uh we took little Kim and Tom. Uh, Duke's had a rough go the last couple of times, and uh, Julio and uh, Reggie have some things I guess they need to work out before yep. we want to. Nothing needs to be worked out. It is what it is. It's how it's going to be. <laughs> Nash just kind of like shakes his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bento, Bento looks at Reggie for a minute and then back at Nash. He feeling okay? I he. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll circle back around when we come, when we come back. This right here, he, uh, <laughs> points at a, points at a screen and it pops up so you can see it. Oh. I'm in the middle of preparing the, uh, the filing for blacklisting the planet Drear. This is a document I was in the middle of creating when you guys walked in. Just wanted to let you know, as soon as this mission is over, this gets filed. And, and they're not going to put up a fuss. I've got an agreement. I guess it's the best we could hope for. Um, 
Just hope it doesn't come back to bite us later. I also got you one of these. And he uh, presses a button somewhere, and the screen changes to an image of, it looks like a medical bay, sort of, or like a coffin also. <laughs> um, it's a concealment. It's a, it's a, man, it's a man-sized containment vessel. It's like lined with multiple sheets of various types of thick metal designed to repel all sorts of forces, both physical and electromagnetic radiation and uh, various toxins known to man. So this is uh, the casket, as he affectionately calls it. You guys will be taking with you. This will be what you'll bring that sample back in. Sweet. Called it. All right. Um, this thing, check. have their eggheads found out anything useful about this creature? Properties, anything we should be aware of? I know the notes were incomplete. Uh, it turns out that uh, some of the eggheads over at X Investments or one of their contactees was able to complete the program that Mentaka had been working on. Uh, what it was attempting to do was uh, determine all of the possible shift vectors available given the DNA sequence of the sample that he'd brought into the lab. And it turns out that their ability to shift is limited to creatures that they have some awareness of. The, the mimic, as they call it, is not truly sentient and yet capable of recording its sensory impressions within the molecular structure of its own DNA. Anything that it sees, it can take on the appearance of. Anything that it hears, it can mimic the sound of. Anything it ingests, it can mimic down to the molecular level. Yeah. Red well, that dog. Remember the dog? The fucking dog. Well, maybe that means that that wasn't really the dog then. You know, that's interesting. I thought maybe it could have been like the dog. Just, you know, but I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess that's our answer. Don't get ingested. <laughs> as far as we can tell, the cellular mechanisms have a fractal quality, meaning that the beast can be broken into parts of different sizes. That way, it makes it difficult to tell whether there is only one or a multitude or various colonies. That much we can't answer. Maybe your expedition will discover something. Hmm. All right. Um, shit, Reg, anything? Uh, any... Actually, yeah, well, I got one question. We've probably already covered this, but was there any differentiation between the creature itself and the general fog? that was on the planet, or was the fog the creature? Is the creature the fog? What what was the deal with all of that? Uh, we've been able to determine nothing about the relationship between the creature and the atmospheric conditions. Um, there doesn't seem to be any direct connection. Well, okay. I guess we don't really have... Okay, all right. Doesn't seem to be any direct connection... It just sort of uses it as, like, camouflage for now, we'll go with. That could be the case, certainly. The mimics, remember, are not sentient. Uh, their structure is more fungoidal than uh, mammalian or reptilian. They're a sort of rhizomic fungal mass, which can clump together, unclump, and reform itself, depending on what patterns it finds available within its DNA memory. This would make it uh, this would make it an ideal predator 
And uh, it could be that it takes advantage of atmospheric conditions in order to stalk its prey. And we only need a piece of this thing? Like I said, there's no telling where one mimic ends and the other one starts. A piece of a mimic is a mimic. I mean, I guess we could start back at the uh, scientific... Now, you guys, you guys know better than Bento does, but you, you know, you've actually been the, the business end of blowing these things to bits. You do know that if you put enough holes in them, they lose the ability to reconstitute. You've seen them clump together, but you've also blown them apart so bad they couldn't clump together. You know, um, it, it's, it strikes me, Bento, you know, if we need a piece, that's fine. Um, who's to say what makes a mimic, I suppose. Uh, but for added security, <coughs> as we are unsure what the conditions are on the ground right now, uh, perhaps flame weapons would be uh, a necessity for this mission. I don't know what effect fire will have on them, but I'll certainly get you some flamethrowers. Sure. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah, I, I think that's going to... I think that, you know, you put enough holes in it, it seems to disincorporate. But if we set it on fire, man, I, I don't I don't think there's too much it's going to be able, you know, it's not going to be able to come back from that. You got it. He pulls up a screen and requisitions four flamethrowers. Nice. So these, things have, uh, these things have a range of only like, you know, 30, 40 feet. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Up close and personal, just where we want to be. Pretty close, yeah. All right, um, add a character. I I can't think of anything that we would need to know that we don't already know. I how about to... this? So, how big is this casket thing? Is it like it's the size of a human? It's a little bit larger than a, than an actual casket. Is that in any way indicative of the amount of the size of the sample they're expecting to get back? Uh, not necessarily. They come in different sizes, though, and this one's large enough to contain a human cadaver. <laughs> Grim portents, am I right? Um, so, what about when? So, is there any? Has is there any discussion on? Let's because we we can't just be carrying this thing with us when we blow it to bits. We sort of avoided touching it last time because of what it <laughs> seemed to do. So how are we transporting it from, you know... You not only touched it, you played with it. You rubbed its belly. Oh, oh that's right. You right. the dog. Mm, the dog. I also... Didn't I hug one of them? Not, not in like a nice way. I think I... No, I didn't. Yeah, it was just a puppy. Okay, so wait. We touched it. We touched it. I touched it. <laughs> okay, so we know that um, its touch is not particularly, you know, toxic or corrosive or anything. Okay, we'll just like be running through the woods with armfuls of of jelly. It'll be, it'll be great. Yeah, maybe we could put the maybe we could put like a little repulsor on that thing. We just push it around with us. Jesus, I mean that seems like a good idea. Except for maybe we think about like that's like a that's an extra sort of thing to think about when we're in combat. I can't imagine this is going to go easy. You know. But I suppose, I suppose, if we can sort of like have it hover along with us, yeah, that'd be cool. We could like tether it to one of us; it'll be cute. Uh, ben, do they make any? Do they make these smaller, like, uh, he kind of like holds his hands up, like lunchbox size? <laughs> if we just get a chunk, I mean, you know, we could just carry that around with us. 
Can we retrofit one of uh, Silas Audacian's lunchbox merch um, with the sort of technology that's in sort of this casket? <laughs> because I know Nash probably has a whole <laughs> closet full of those things. Uh, Reggie yeah, punches himself come. in the face. <laughs> they, they do come in different sizes, and Bento has no idea what to say to Reggie's comment, so he just ignores it completely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll order one of those it'll be here later today all right great uh what what's the eta for getting out of here now uh well except for the requisition that uh you just requested uh could be any time all right I, I guess we'll leave in the morning then all right so you guys are probably going to want to go meet with tom and kim yep give and, them the debrief yeah i don't think i don't think we have to play it out but i'm gonna assume that you spend a little bit of time briefing them on what they're gonna see up there on drew yep and, and and run another couple of simulations then through the holodeck of if uh julio can figure out how to mimic that atmosphere like we have you know the, the video cams and all that stuff so like obviously it's not the same but oh yeah nice idea and yes uh julio completely succeeds in mimicking the atmospheric conditions so you get the visibility right, and uh, he even has some shimmering forms. Was that a human form? And then you can't tell anymore. Nice, yeah. So they, so he he just drills them through, you know, the the ass end of the day, just you know running missions through Drear. Okay, so I I think we're probably on the same page. I think the mission, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to to bring back alive. I, I would lean toward the smallest sample you can consider alive. Yeah, a, a chunk, a, a piece, whatever, you know, like a, a football piece size, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something that, that's big enough to, like, he thinks would hold its cohesion as opposed to, like, you know, a golf ball, which may not be big enough to sustain it, but, like, a football, maybe that's big enough for it to do whatever it is that it does. Okay, um, brains roll, Nash. Actually, both of you can both of you can do this, but it's not hard. Uh, I got a three, five. Yeah, Reggie is the one that remembers the flyers. We saw a flock of flyers go overhead. There was like twenty of them, and they turned at one point and they spoke to us. But you know, if we could like catch just one of those. Oh damn! Remember those flyers? Remember those? Yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they're, they're, like, they're like said words to us. I wonder, I mean, there was one mimics, we know that. We could just grab one of those. If we could just grab one of those. I'll have to make sure we take a couple of nets then. I don't know if they'll break apart. We need to get a real fine mesh. A fine mesh is a fine idea. <laughs> so so you, okay, fine. you you have, um, you could bring a stun gun. <clears throat> don't know if it'll work on these creatures, but you could bring one. You could bring a concussion rifle, shoot a ball of supermassive air at it. I like that idea. Probably the vest. Yeah, try that and knock it, knock yeah. it out of the sky, knock it down. He would also look. Yeah, I mean, he would also go, you know, old school and bring some kind of like thin metal fabric mesh hmm. net that they could throw as well. Uh, uh, you could you could bring a net gun. Well, there you go. As, such as used by law enforcement on rioting prisoners and uh, people in the streets who get too rowdy. Nice. Yep. They're, they're loaded down with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Put a couple more requisitions in there. Uh, okay, so Bento's footing the bo- footing the bill for this, but it sounds like you're probably going to spend like two megabucks on. You should write this down for me. Net guns, concussion rifles, and stun guns. Uh, flamethrowers. And flamethrowers. Yeah, like, I don't think they bring four flamethrowers. I'd want to have at least two. Yeah, like um, two of each. All right, write that yeah. down. Two of two of everything. Net gun, concussion rifle. Because you got four people, so that gives everybody a weapon in each hand. Yeah, dual wielding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it gives us options is the thing, right? I mean, that's, you know, we want to be prepared. And then, that you know, the, the plan would be then to go back to that scientific dome because Dan said that when it was sending out the pulses, it was bringing them in. So we don't even have to try to hunt for them necessarily. Go back in, fire Dan back Good, up, good, good call, yeah. And just then draw them in. And then there's four of us this time. So, I mean, we could even sit out in that blasted open space if it's still as such and wait for them to get close enough. And Did we ever know. determine what that was? I feel like we don't even know what that was. Uh, there was a couple. You remember when we were hovering over, there was a, a couple of spots yeah, you know, but we, we sort of didn't. One of us, we sort of thought that maybe they didn't enter those areas, but then they did totally enter those areas. It's maybe just areas. It's just areas where there's fewer trees or where the ground is kind of sunken, maybe a little bit more wet. So yeah. no apparent um, cause or function. Well, random natural circumstance. You encountered mm-hmm. another such clearing about. 10 yeah. kilometers out. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's just like an earth forest. Once in a while, you come across a clearing. There's no fucking reason. The trees just never grew, haven't reached that area yet, or something happened there a long time ago. I might have drawn some sort of correlation between like where the dome was positioned within the clearing. There could have just been, hey, but good. Oh, well, they, they definitely chose a clearing on purpose. Yeah. Just because yeah. it's, it's easier to land a ship and set up a dome. Right. Yep. That's probably all it was. Red, do you think you could bring the Marduk in right next to that thing? Because last time we had to hoof it. It'd be yeah, nice I if think, we yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't think it should be any problem. All right. Try to make this as easy as possible. Oh, yeah. In and out. Five by five. No problems. In other yeah. words. Oh, that's the Reggie I remember. Yeah. <laughs> See? You get me out of my room, and it's like back to normal, except for that guy over there. But we don't now worry she, about that. He starts to look, and then just like shakes his head because yeah. he knows he's gone. He's there. already gone. All right. I guess Nash probably texts Scylla too, and then lets her know, like, "Hey, hey, babe, we're gonna finish this 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 thing we have outstanding. When we get back. I'll talk to Bento. We'll see if we can't find some." Cush exotic place that we can get you set up on. Hey, babe, I think I found our place. It's called Malky, Malky 4. Have you heard of this? Or maybe it's Malky 5. Uh, brains roll? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I got a 4. You you don't know anything about it, but you think you remembered that uh, there's, a, there's a resort on a planet in a dream universe. Where uh, the people are like, 
They're kind of like a cross between humans and centipedes. They're like walking, talking centipedes of some kind. You don't really, you saw a picture one time. They have like two large legs that they walk upright on and then like eight small little graspy legs and long, like, like a porpoise snout kind of a thing. And they actually speak and they're intelligent. Uh, they build, uh, you know, roads and buildings and shit. And, uh, and they have, apparently they're friendly. Human centipedes? <laughs> yeah, a little bit like maybe that. Damn it! Um, like he texts her back. He's like, whoo, that, that's, that sounds, um, that sounds interesting. Uh, do you have a, like a, a B plan? Like, is there something else you had your, your eye on? If, if, you know, if this one doesn't, you know, come through, I mean, that's all I've got. Um, listen, uh, I've, I've, I've got to run because it, Corey talked me into doing a girl, girl scene. And uh, we're gonna do it in the fountain, <laughs> in I, front of the in front of the Bellagio Nine. Uh, all right. Um, well, have have fun. Um, I I guess I'll see it when I when I get back. And you hear some some devious female laughter from. Uh, apparently, she dropped her phone. Yeah, you you don't know what those girls are doing. She's kind of lost track. You know what those girls are doing. <laughs> I, there's no way Nash tells you about this. Oh, but I see it in your eyes. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a. You've got this weird shimmer in your eyes, there, Nash. What? What's going on? Uh, you know, I mean, she's been on me about. Uh, you know, she she needs a new location. She found this place. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm gonna look around and see if there's anything that might be a little bit better fit, you know, for us to kind of work around. Yeah, you used a lot of euphemistic terms in that whole thing you just said. Now, what about where was it? Where did she say? I I I, I forget something with an M. I look, you, I, you know, we'll I'll talk to her again when we get back. It, it's, yeah. I mean, that should be that should be cool. A cool little vacation for you, maybe after this. You're well, just... I mean, it's, it's it's us, right? I mean, you know, she wants to go and shoot, and then you know, obviously, we're the you know, we're security for that. So, uh... I mean, I I don't think that's how that what secure. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's for the show. I thought it was like, yeah, no, no, for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we need to scout out another location. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get things. Um. Okay, I mean, if uh, I'm sure she'll just sit it up with Bento, and we'll just just sort of go, you know. And then he kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about that. <laughs> you know, uh, I I don't want to go, <laughs> but if it's something that's, I mean, listen, you you make your own team. You don't have to take me on any of this, you know. No, you 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 know you're. It's you and me, man. Well, no, I mean I know that, but like this is this could be something, you know. This could be something real, you know. You don't want, want old Reggie tagging along on something real, you know. Well, maybe she's gonna bring Corey with her. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's got she's got a shine for you, you know. 
I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no, that isn't anything. <laughs> there is nothing that is happening there. All right, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just. I, I appreciate it. There's just like way, there's just way too much. Oh look, our ship. Okay, <laughs> look, we're, we're there. We've arrived. we've arrived at our ship. <laughs> <laughs> the good old. Uh, so and and you know what? Yeah, and we were we were unsure last time, so we sort of. Uh, I think we sort of skipped over it, but it is, in fact, aerodynamic, atmospheric capable. She's just a fine ship. She's a fine vessel. It's a fine vessel. vessel. Although, really, it's it's like you guys could use an even bigger ship if you could get two more people on this thing. It'd take the whole team. Yeah. But it's so it's so beautiful. Could we, like, are there options to just, well, maybe are there bigger versions of the Marduk? You could have one built with two more cabins on it. It would just cost a few megas more. I mean, this one's worth 224. Oof. Okay. Well, that's out of more price range. Does so out of character, does is this did Bento purchase this ship or is this like a rental that they use when we go and do things? Uh no, Bento actually purchased it. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, Reg, we haven't we haven't had a need for a whole team mission yet, but you know, I, things have got to be going pretty well. Maybe we could talk Bento into uh, bumping up to the next uh, next model. I mean, I don't really know. Listen, look, all that tactic stuff is sort of your your uh, fort forte, or however you pronounce it in this particular sentence. But <laughs> um, yeah, the tactical stuff is your thing. I just don't see why every mission isn't a full team mission. There is always something someone can do. An extra pair of eyes is just always good. Well, Reg, you know, it's probably all about the money. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But, you know, that's just sort of my take on it. If you have a team, send the whole team. If it's a good team, like we're a good team, we'll find something for everyone to do that can help out the mission. I mean, if nothing else, right? I mean, if you give us more room if, you know, we... Did a couple of these search and rescues already? Give us some more flexibility to get people out. Oh, absolutely! That's that's a no-brainer. Hmm. No, maybe maybe it's on his list of things to do. Maybe yeah, something to think about, something to talk about. Of course, we'll all be mimics at the end of this mission. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> and you gotta have a sense of humor about it, or else it'll make you cry. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Uh yeah yeah okay. you do and I'll I stand by it <laughs> into the ship. Hey everybody! Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast, from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. 
So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.